Hey guys. Uh, so when I was thinking about what to talk about tonight, um, I originally was thinking about silence. I wanted to speak about how we are creatures who seek to be with others and um, how silence is so important in developing community, allowing us to engage with community. I wanted to talk about how silence connects with identity, how we form our identity in silence. Uh, anyway, there was loads of stuff I wanted to talk about and to be honest, I'm not too sure why I'm not talking about those things, but I'm sure I will in the future. But basically, while while I was thinking about this, um, loads of other questions were popping into my head as I was sitting in silence. Loads of other questions were coming into my head. And I basically thought it was a good idea to start the new year um, rethinking or thinking for the first time what sort of lies beneath what are my fundamental beliefs um, at the very root what do I believe about God? Um, I think of what we believe about God, whether that is actual belief in him or disbelief, governs at a foundational level how we live and what we live for. So I think it's hugely important. And the more I thought about it, the more I just wanted to really just throw out a few questions. These are pretty, pretty basic questions and questions you would have heard before, but they're also a bit messy. And I think used in the wrong way as well. And obviously all this could be argued with and certainly provide feedback. I'm not right in everything I say, but this is this is what I've come to the conclusion. So yeah, I think within the new year, it's a good, it's a good start. I want to start talking about some of our prejudices uh, or experiences, um, which can lead us to come to conclusions about God. So things that would almost get in the way of allowing us to see clearly. Um, things that would stop us from from making a clear decision. Um, I want to show that although our experiences are important in our interpretation of the world, that there needs to be something above our experience, something or some objective way or thing to base our conclusions on. What I'm trying to say is the question isn't about philosophy or ideology. If God exists, he exists, whether I'm a Western or Eastern thinker, whether I lean right or left on the political spectrum. He exists whether I'm rich or poor, physically and mentally healthy or not. The question of God has to start despite our circumstances. It can't be based on our circumstances. If we come to a place where we can believe that it's possible or conceivable that there is a God, then we can start discovering who that God is, his nature and how he interacts with creation. We can only start to form a picture of God when we come to a place where we believe in a God. So once we get to the starting point, this starting point, we can start to find out how that God interacts with life. But I don't think it's good or healthy to ask questions about how God interacts with life without asking if we believe in that God. At first you'd like to say that belief in God's not a way to escape the pain or hurts of this life. And I'm not saying that belief in God doesn't affect the pain or hurts of the life, this life. But it's not an escape. It's not about numbing ourselves to life, but rather waking up to a reality we're already living in. A belief in, in God is about understanding there's a joy in the midst of the pain and hurts of life. There is love in the midst of hate and anger, which so seem to penetrate life. This might be a bit of a random analogy, but have you ever stood in the middle of a field when it's cloudy? Or as it gets cloudy? And you know what the field looks like. Or you know what it should look like. But you can very quickly forget or get disorientated. 
um, about where you are in that field and what exact shape that the 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 field takes. Um, picture a tree in the middle of the field, and as the fog starts to lift, the sh the tree starts to come into focus. You can almost start moving towards it slowly at first because you're not sure what you're actually walking towards. I can imagine myself sort of blinking and rubbing my eyes in case I'm just seeing something that's not there. When the fog lifts more, the tree comes into view and you can walk towards it more confidently. And as the tree is now clear, it can be used to gain perspective and orientation. You know where you are in relation to the field. I think Revelation's a bit like this. Um, it happens in stages, and the first stage, where the fog starts to lift, is deciding on your belief of God. I I know I've stressed that that point, but I think it's it's really important. I think we can we can just jump past that. I think we can jump past to arguing for and against God without actually deciding on our belief of God. So there's a number of things that can get in the way, as I mentioned. I think a good start is looking at our definition of good and evil. Do we believe that there is good and evil? And if we do, what is the source of those things? Is the human condition fundamentally good or bad? Is life ultimately hopeless? Have we nothing to hope for other than pleasure within the short span of a troubled existence? It's all pretty grim, um, but if you think we don't have anything to hope for other than the pleasure in our lives, then then think on how much that pleasure has had the desired effects on your life. If it hasn't had the desired effects, is that fruitless as well? I'm not going to try to prove God's existence here, by the way. I'm just asking questions um, to help us think about it. As an example, if I base my belief in the levels of violence in society, if I base how I view the levels of violence in society or my experience and feelings, then the conclusion I would come to is that the violence is now at its most extensive and at its base level. I would jump immediately to thinking of 9-11 or Uganda or Syria or the seemingly constant shootings in the States. I watched Obama's um, speech where he was talking about the shootings and he was brought to tears and whether you believe that's an act or not, there's something in us that just cries out the pains of the world and it can become so personal and so heartbreaking so based on those feelings we, we could think that violence is just at its worst because we experience it now our hearts can break or become numb to the levels of hurt in the world with the foundational belief that we are in a worse place now than in any point in history hope it seems cannot survive on the basis of just our own experience and feelings Unless, of course, we numb ourselves to the hurts of the world and care not for the state of the world and humanity. As some people may think that it's a shallow hope that makes us look to a God, but that doesn't mean that that God doesn't exist. If I observe people who are on the outside by their actions or what they say appear to believe in God, to get stuff, to feel better about themselves, to, to thrive, like the rich man whose belief you think would struggle under any major pressure, um, especially in regards to material wealth. This might be true. That rich man might well struggle un under any major pressure. His faith might not be strong. Uh, but like anyone else, when we're talking about faith in anything, when tested it could be strengthened or, or shaken. 
if his faith is indeed weak, then hardship will test that faith. But hardship will will test any sort of faith, whether it be in God or medicine, for instance. My point is that because you view someone as having a shallow faith is no indication as to the validity of the thing they hold faith in. Because many who have claimed belief in God have done terrible and cruel things in that God's name doesn't mean that God doesn't exist. This is much the same as with shallow hope but deserves a mention because it, it does come up a lot when I'm talking to people. It does always seem to crop up in arguments against God. If, for instance, in the pursuit of medicine, I gave a number of people a disease in the hope that I would be able to secure a vaccination for that disease, it would be considered cruel, especially if the people in question had no choice in the matter. But that doesn't suggest that medicine and the pursuit of new medicines and vaccinations is wrong as an endeavour. In fact, it says nothing at all about the pursuit of new medicines, other than as an example of how not to go about it. Again, my point, if you read the history of terrible things being done in God's name, if you see a Christian stealing, it doesn't say anything about the object of their faith and belief. It does, however, prove as a warning as how not to apply that faith and belief, and it does in some way point to the strength of their belief. I, I think a good summary of this is that truth transcends what people do with the knowledge of that truth. I was recently listening to a talk given by Ravi Zacharias. Um, at the end, he had some time for questions. An atheist uh, student stood up and just asked the simple question, the simple but, if you've ever done philosophy, very annoying question of how do I know I exist? Ravi's answer was, was simple. Um, he said, who shall I say is asking the question. I think the point he was trying to make was that we could get lost in discussing if there is existence. At some point we need to decide if we believe if we and creation exist or not and move on. Um, we, we can't get lost in, or rather we can get lost in philosophical questions that can't be answered with certainty, or at least not with the certainty that the scientific method would warrant. These are all good questions and I think we should keep asking them, but our perspective or belief can't be forever stalled because we can't come to a satisfactory conclusion about, say, whether this table I'm writing on is actually a table. Sometimes we need to believe and move on. We should, however, question already held beliefs, at least for a moment. We shouldn't just take things for granted because every belief we have about the world, no matter how small or seemingly inconsequential, come together to form our general outlook in life, so they're all important. There's a common idea that the arrow of time dictates or drives evolution. The idea here is that there is a force pushing us and creation forward. I would argue that this is not a force, but rather an observation. Time doesn't dictate, but just is. I observe time mo moving forward, but I don't and won't observe this as a force or intention, certainly not emanating from time itself. My worry in this particular case is that by, def by defining time and other observations like it as intentional forces, we bypass a necessary question of origin. By assigning time the label of being, being intentional, we have no need to discover if there's any intention behind time. And I know this actually, this might all seem pretty messy and all over the place. Um, and even one of these questions may seem messy and all over the place when you try to filter it in your head. They can either be 
simple questions that have obvious answers or huge complex questions that don't have any answers. Um, I think we should, for some of them at least, find the middle ground. When we're talking about the existence of God, a lot of those questions can be put to the side. Um, A lot of those arguments against Christianity, for instance, can be put to the side until later. I think we need to firstly start with, do I believe in God? If I believe in God, then move on from that and build on that. Being critical of how people have acted in God's name shouldn't come into question God's existence. I'm really only I'm pointing this out and, and, and sort of bringing it to your attention and my own attention because I think we take a lot for granted. I think we can believe in God without actually having decided we believe in God and we can disbelieve in God without actually deciding we disbelieve in God, if that makes sense. It's really just to think about that fundamental question and to move on from there. And we may go all go off on separate trajectories after that and we can argue those points later but let's at least start with do i believe in god do i believe in a god if i don't why if i do why question it and then move on there's plenty more questions there's plenty more more to discuss but i think it's good to get the fundamentals right i would argue that not allowing experience or feelings or how we see other people acting to get in the way then we would come to the conclusion that there is a god and i would further argue that once this has been accepted then the claims of jesus must be seriously looked at and considered and i think rightly accepted as truth but if you haven't decided on what on your belief of god then figure that out first um as usual guys any any feedback is welcome i know this is a bit of a messy subject it's also fairly messy because it was I wasn't originally going to talk about it. Um, so certainly any tweet or Facebook or email or comment, um, I'm happy to to respond and and chat to people about this. Yeah, and and, that, and that's all this really is just people talking. I'm trying to ask a few questions and get people thinking and get people talking. So let's talk online and offline, offline especially. And if there's anything you'd like me to discuss in further podcasts or in my blog or um in the future when i do uh video blogs just let me know and i'll be happy to happy to discuss so thanks for listening um hope you have an awesome day god bless